At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to A Liberal and a Conservative Walk into a Bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal. My name's Tim. I'm a conservative. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. Uh, we're on the, the we're on the Stitcher. We're in the Google Play Store. We're in the iTunes podcast app store thing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Libcon Matt. Tim is at Libcon Tim. Buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. And check out the blog and website for my production company's new film. It's called Sphere of Influence, and it's at sphereofinfluencemovie.com. Uh... I uh, that may be all I have for this week. I I just one long. Uh, <laughs> I I I, I borderline want to just dispense with the pleasantries and get moving. But in but in in the the interest of civility, how are you? <laughs> I'm well. I feel like we're gonna have very different opinions about the course of this week. So I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm start I'm starting to get the impression of that. That's one of the fun things about this. I have no idea what you think about any of this. <laughs> this is in case you people are wondering. We don't actually talk about this crap beforehand. We <laughs> this is mostly cold. So apparently we have differing opinions. So yeah. Well, so, uh, on on not in all related news. Did you see the new Star Wars movie's name? The Last Jedi. It's awesome. Yeah, it's double kind of awesome cool. because you don't really know what it means because Jedi is singular and plural. So is it the Last Jedi singular? The Last Jedi plural? Like what's gonna like? Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Simple, straightforward. Yeah. It's awesome. Fairly, fairly yeah. mysterious, and yeah, it's 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 gonna very, be very... cool as hell. And I love the people who are like, oh my gosh, oh we have to wait until December for the next Star Wars. I'm like what? What do you, huh? We're getting a Star Wars a year, and you're sad. Like what? What is wrong with you? Yeah, these people didn't live through the nineties. Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> like at all, and didn't live through the nineties, and then get Phantom Menace either. Yeah, you know? yeah. These people got you know. Oh, Force Awakening. Yeah, you got Force Awakening. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Continue. It's, it's okay. Just take a deep breath. It'll be all right. Huh. Silly, silly pampered generation in their Star Wars movie every year. Your acid washed jeans and your music. Yeah, it's gonna be a Star Wars movie every six months here soon. Believe, Good believe God, it. I know, right? Yeah, that's. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Although I did, I, I did dig on the Rogue One. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. No, yeah, long as it's Disney, long as Disney's doing it, I got complete faith. Uh, the way, the way that they have handled Marvel. Is just amazing. They haven't had a bad Marvel. The closest thing they had to a bad Marvel movie was Ant Man, and that was still good. It was just bad compared to all the others. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen Ant Man yet. I'm, I'm, I've done pretty good at getting caught up with it because I got, you know, that was just in a period where I just wasn't really geeking out quite so much. So I, there was a lot of the Marvel, the MCU that I that I missed. I'm pretty well caught up. There, the, but Ant Man, I think Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy are the two that I. Guardians I of the Galaxy is so good. I know. I know oh I know, my I know. gosh, it's so good. Yeah, I know. Just it, they're um, amazing. The, what they're able to do is just amazing. So yeah, I got. I'm just. I'm just jazzed. Um, yeah, nothing but jazzed. Wow. Continue. So much for diving right in, as we had two minutes of nerd there. All I had to do was say Jedi. And 
Anyhow, all right. Well, uh, it's been uh, it's it's been a week. There have been lots of of some interesting things going on. Uh, we, in in case you are unaware, we have a different president now. Um, his name is Trump, uh, and and he's doing stuff. DJ uh, Trump. D- yes, DJ DJ Trump. Yes, that's yeah. Oh my God, why have I never put that together? I know, right? You're welcome. Good Lord. That's okay. I'm still going to go with Orange Crush, but, you know, whatever. Even if you would prefer I say Mr. President. So, uh, you know what? Why, why don't we just start with last with with the, the with Inauguration Day? Because we haven't talked about that. Uh, did you watch? Did you, did you read the speech? Did you watch the speech? Did you? Did yeah, you like, like I said, I wasn't. There was no way I was going to watch the whole inauguration. Just not my thing. Um, I don't enjoy listening to Trump speak the way that I enjoy listening to President Obama speak. So, like, because there's no, there's there's virtually no one, right, that I will sit and listen to a 20-minute speech from, except President Obama, right? I, lo- I love Paul Ryan. I'm not going to sit there and listen to him talk for 20 minutes. It just, he just doesn't have, he just doesn't have that, that special something that makes me want to listen to him. Um, but, but I'll read. So I generally read, I generally just read speeches cause I don't, I don't like trying to pick apart the, the bits, the media from whatever stream you're coming from. They pick apart and try to throw at you and look at this. So I generally always read the speech. So I read, I read the speech long story short speech. Read. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I did. Sorry. Cause I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't watch Trump talk. I, I just can't. It's sort of like. It, it's it's like it's it's it, it would be a bit like what wa- watching him give a speech is a little bit like watching an eight year or a, not an eight year old like a three year old eat minus the cute. It, right. it, well, I I know. didn't mean it with all the insults. I just meant something along the lines of like I it's twenty minutes out of my day. I can read a speech a lot faster unless you're President Obama and this brings me great joy. I'm not gonna bother. Um, <laughs> well. I meant it with all the insults. Fair enough. So, just wanted to make sure know, that, that there you that, go. Just wanted no, to make sure that distinction can, was clear there. <laughs> you're, you're virtuous and a better person than I am. I get it. It's fine. But you know, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I, I on the other hand am am content to hurl insults at Donald Trump. You know, just because it's fun and easy. Uh, but no, I'm not gonna. I, I'm I'm the same way. I generally don't watch people speak unless I, I watched Obama talk. Uh, I, I, I watched a lot of the speeches during the democratic convention and I, I watched some during the Republican convention. There was a Republican convention, was just so damn angry. I just, I can't get past that. It's really hard. And so I read Trump's speech and was for the most part, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty standard, uh, the, but they're lying, like the American carnage thing. It's just, it's just so over the top, uh, you know, that it's like, whatever, man. But. You know, I don't. I don't know. What did you think? I, I don't know. I it, it's going to be a continued thing, right? Where I just, I just disagree with his perspective on where America is at right now. Um, and I get that a lot of people feel opposite, right? Obviously, Trump won. Um, but I, I don't see America as this. You know the 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 massive this horrible this horrible rotting rotting cesspool that it apparently is. But but that man. But like that said, I, I get the people who voted for him, right? Like I mean, I I don't feel this way because I I didn't lose my job. Um, 
I don't live in Detroit. I don't live in Eastern Kentucky. I, I don't live in the places that have been devastated by the things that he's talking about. I live in places that have benefited from this. Uh, and I personally have benefited from uh, free trade and globalization, all these things. And, and I am, and while a lot of other people may have benefited from these things, because like the poor benefit from free trade, you get pockets of people who don't because of, you know, their specific town was hit because they lost a factory or their specific town was hit uh, with all the clean energy stuff because they were coal centered. But the poor in general benefit from free trade because they, they're able to buy goods for cheaper. So I, I'm, but a lot of people maybe don't, don't realize that they're not, they're not cognizant of that. So I, I am though, right. I'm very cognizant of the, the pros of free trade and, and that this is, I, I get my cheap iPhone and my cheap Apple computer because of these things. Um, so while I disagree with his worldview, I understand that there are some people for whom that that view is very real and and in that in their world it's it's right there that's right there in front of them of they lost their job their town has died I get it I understand it now that said I, no one is talking about the nice one no one is talking about the nice things that he said in there that everyone would agree with right? It's time to remember that old wisdom our soldiers will never forget that whether we are black or brown or white, we all bleed the same red blood of patriots. That's a great line. Yes. It's a great unifying line. Um, and then he's got other stuff in here that should make Democrats wet themselves, uh, with the exception of maybe Obama, because he's a you know pretty good, strong, free trade kind of Democrat. But I mean, the stuff in here about we will follow two simple rules, buy American, hire American. To me, this is wretched because it's anti-free trade. But Democrats, Bernie Sanders, Democrats should be all over this stuff. Uh, every decision we, on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries, making our products, stealing our companies and destroying our jobs. That, that might as well be from some Democrat union person running for Senate. Like, right? Am I crazy? I, I mean, I don't know that that's entirely fair. I mean, I, and, and it's not for me. I mean, I look, I'm not a, I mean, yeah. If you're a hardcore progressive, perhaps that I'm doesn't a hardcore under, progressive, that, you're a union guy. I mean, that's all. I am a union guy, but no, I don't I go mean, around I mean, saying that unions people. need to be uh, that unions need to be protected. I don't think unions need to be protected from China. I think unions need to be protected from guys like Donald Trump. Sorry, I mean I, you know, I'm, I'm I think you're making a little bit of a generalization there. Uh, Sorry, you know, it's not. Uh, well, I said you. I didn't know. mean you. I, I was saying like the hyperbolic, like you all you de- are a union Democrats. guy you are a union guy like if you're a union guy kind of democrat you're big on uh the the damages of free trade because i'm sorry that was all through the bush years the people who were anti free trade were were the democrats that was the that was the fair trade not free trade you know i mean that was that was the liberal movement I, yeah, I mean, I would, I, in a way I would tend to agree, but I don't necessarily think that that's the direction that all Democrats have gone, you know? And I think we had a, and honestly, you're, I mean, you just said it, we had 
a revered leader of the Democratic Party who was not like that. He was a free trade Democrat. That all and of the Democrat, majority of the Democrats in the Senate ignored, and they're the reason why TPP didn't get passed in time before Donald Trump could sweep in and destroy it. As Hillary Clinton would have done, as Bernie Sanders would have done. All of them were against it. Uh, potentially, I don't. I don't know. I mean, how do we, how, what? I I don't even know how we got this far down the line. We're not even done talking about the damn speech. Sorry. What did you want to say about it? Good gracious. I I mean I let me go back about two minutes to wherever it was. Whatever it was. You were Sorry, saying about I messed the, up the your people cheek. Go ahead. Voted for Apologies. the man. I mean, I, I mean, first of all, the the, I mean, I I understand. It's not that I don't understand why a lot of small town people feel that way. I that I get. I absolutely do get it on one hand, but on another hand, this this idea that that he what he is trying to push on me is not that is not that uh, that su- that small that there there are a lot of small towns across America that have been that have been decimated by this kind of thing. I've been saying that for ages. But it's to say that it is simply a matter of of chucking up a wall, keeping out the refugees and throwing slapping down some tariffs and going to town is is going to necessarily fix the problem. I mean, that's 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 what somebody in a coffee shop sits around and and bullshits with their friends about and goes, "Yeah, that's all we got to do. Well, that'll take care of the problem." And you have people who are level-headed that can go, "Okay, kind of, but not really. There are other ways that we have to tackle it." Now we have one of those guys in the coffee shop who's going, "Build a wall, keep out the refugees and slap on some taxes and we're done." And now he's actually running the thing. And that's, you know, and I heard this from my neighbor down the street. And, and apparently that's what the, that's what the, that's what the president does. He, I heard this from this guy on this plane who had this friend, my best friend's brother, sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard this about the voter fraud. And now we got to do something about it. Uh, it, it's, you know, We're I mean, I, I understand all the sorts imp- of stuff that aren't in the I understand, now. <laughs> I understand the impulse to, Look at small town America and say, because small town America died, America died. And that's just not the case. It's bad that small town America died. And there are ways that we can try to bring small town America back. But because there are problems in small town America, doesn't mean that all of America has problems. And that to me is the the lie that he's peddling is that because this group of people is upset, then the entire country is upset. And is is suffering in this massive rotting pool of despair, which is just not true. It's not. And I know that those people are suffering from those problems and we have got to sit down and look at them. But don't try to sell me on the idea that the entire country has gone into the shitter. As I said, I don't agree with his perspective on the way America is. I completely agree with that. Not arguing. That, okay. Well, I mean, that's 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 my problem with the speech. It's not that I don't think that I, I, I think that there was any one thing that was wrong, but I, I overall it continues to paint this picture uh, of a toilet that's completely taken up by America. And it's been a running thing for him. And I don't I don't like it. I just don't. And I think the speech was just another continuation of that. That's why. It doesn't. It didn't necessarily make me angry, but it didn't necessarily make me feel any better either. Yeah, and, and I mean the the start. There was definitely that aspect in the beginning, but I I do feel like the positive things got ignored, and I do feel like that 
a lot of people on the left are ignoring some of the things he said in there that to them should sound awesome. Me, I dislike because I'm a free trade Republican, but that's what I, and that's what I think. Well, okay. That was Friday. So (laughs) (laughs) let's keep moving on to the rest. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week because at this point, we don't even have to talk about Twitter to get into the dumb crap coming out because all the dumb crap's coming out of Sean Spicer and Kelly and Conway's mouth, you know, because we don't actually need Twitter anymore when we have lackeys to go around and talk to the press for us. So of, of the pissing matches that we managed, I mean, again, let, let's focus on what's important, whether or not you would have won the damn popular vote, which has been all, which is, which is really important to the point that we had to keep talking about it this morning during a thing in Philadelphia with a meeting of really excited Republicans who were all, all, Oh, we're in, we're in charge. Now we can do whatever we want. We got rid of the Obama and we can do everything and it's going to be great. And then in walks Trump with voter fraud and would have won the popular vote and media so mean and just totally trash their party. Uh, but I mean, you know, we had the we had the crowd size thing, and 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 the alternative facts line from Kellyanne. Well, it, it is it is interesting to the point that it led to what I thought was re- the really fu- kind of funny aspect of it was the 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 fact that uh, 1984 spiked on Amazon like legitimately it was the number one book on Amazon for like three days in the last couple of days, which is uh, awesome. I'm glad she inspired America to read again. I know, right? <laughs> So make America read uh, again. There you go. New slogan. I, I mean, but I mean, all of all of this problem is, is that all of this is crap. Like nobody actually believes nobody but Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, maybe Sean Spicer and probably Reince Priebus, maybe not even Reince Priebus. But there's like three people that really believe this voter fraud nonsense. And there's nobody really but Trump and probably Bannon who believe that that the crowd size was, you know, and what's what's stupid about the crowd size argument is that one, we have pictures, big pictures that show all of it. So the photographic evidence is, you know, clearly not good enough, but there's no reason to get into this. The guy actually had a pretty good draw. He got about 31 million people to watch an event at noon on a Friday. That's actually pretty good. He was like third in presidential inaugurations the last few years, they had maybe seven or 800,000 people there in bad weather, which isn't terrible. You didn't, he didn't beat Obama, but nobody was going to beat Obama. Obama was like, that was a milestone thing. Of course, massive amounts of people showed up. All you had to do was come out and go, you know what? We had a great crowd. A lot of people watched. It was nice moving on. But no, because in Trump's mind, everything has to be the biggest that was ever big. And if it's not the biggest that was ever big, then I have failed. And I have to get out and brag that even though there's photographic proof that it's not the biggest crowd ever, I need to go out and say that it was anyway and try to convince everyone that it was. I'm glad we're focusing on important stuff. And the only reason we're talking about it is because they focused on it for like four days. Hell, they're still focused on it. My jaws just open. That's why. That's why. That's that's the silence. It's just my open, my open jaw. That's wanting to make words. So like, a didn't bring it up first. He got blasted all over the internet. The that photo that that photo went viral, and the media leapt on it. 
and it and talked all about that it wasn't you know wasn't a big crowd and look how big look how big the Obama one is compared to this one. And then on top of that, they had that ridiculous thing with the the bust, right? The Martin Luther King bust. So, which was stupid. The bust thing it was, was stupid. that was that and was so dumb. Trump invites and, them in, and then that's the thing that goes out from the pool, right? That's the thing comes in the office. Oh, they move the Martin Luther King bust, right? And then on top of that, you've got all the inauguration compare and contrast. So they're pissed about the they're pissed about the the pissed about the bust. And and so and so that becomes this huge thing, right? The bus is removed, and then it turns out to be false, and it's this quick, oh, we're sorry. But the media hardly talks about that. They hardly talk about this giant f up. They don't bring this up. And then you've got the crowd thing. So yeah, the crowd thing. It turns out was pro- was that it was Obama had bigger crowds. Great. Spicer was pissed. He thought that apparently falsely. That the photo looked off because the he thought that there had been lawn coverings or whatever, which turns out not to have been not to have been the case. Now whether he knowingly whether he knew that that wasn't the case and then and but then said it anyway, I, I don't know. Hopefully not. I'm willing to give the big guy the benefit of the doubt. He's just getting started. So, and and then you've got Kellyanne Conway. So right, so that's one. So one, he shouldn't have had the confrontational tone. Right. And I hilarious to me that I'm defending him and Trump right now. It's cracking me up. So he sh- yeah, kind of is me, too. Well, they shouldn't have come out like that. But the idea that they had absolutely no right that they that they're everyone was being perfectly nice and wonderful to them. And then they just come out out of nowhere being all pissy. No, everything that comes out of Trump's mouth is taken in the worst way possible. The worst way possible. There is zero effort to try and read, read, read the things that he says in context there, which, and sometimes even in context, the stuff he says is dumb as hell and ridiculous and sometimes mean. Absolutely. But there's not even an effort made to see the positive things like the speech. There's not even an effort made to see the positive things he said. They leap on any possible line that they can get their hands on. Kellyanne Conway with the alternatives facts thing. Okay, yes, you are. This is your job. This is what you do. Don't say something stupid like alternative facts. But it's obvious from watching the interview that what she was trying to get across was just that it seemed like Spicer was looking at a different set of figures. And it turns out that his figure, the figures that he had received were off. She wasn't trying to create some sort of double think, some sort of crazy 1984 world. Should she have used different term? Absolutely. Explained herself better? Absolutely. But it's what she says gets grabbed on and taken in the worst possible, worst possible way. So, the, so I, I, what did you do to get your job back working again? Because I can't seem to do it. Um, I just started talking. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that, maybe that's what I should do. First of all, who's supposed to be the bigger person in the room here? This is not, I mean, this, first of all, so a photo on the internet goes viral, which photos on the internet go viral every day. So because a photo on the internet goes viral and the media, somebody posts something about it, that's cause for the president to get all butthurt and over it. And the media jumps on and, yeah. and they did. Those mean old people, they wrote bad stuff. Bad stuff. Did you see the bad stuff? Mean. Terrible. Sad. Come on. And it is I mean, not, man, I'm sorry. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. 
You can't grab this one thing, this one circumstance, and just look at that one. You have to look at a perspective that the man's been on campaign for two years, and it is. It's nonstop. Everything that he says, people have always taken in the worst possible light. And, and he doesn't, he's never brought any of this and, on himself. No, he has. Absolutely. Not even arguing that. And I've said that a thousand times. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that he has done, he has said dumb stuff. He has said wretched stuff. He has done things that he shouldn't have. Absolutely. But for the sake of moving forward, yes, I would have greatly, I would greatly appreciate it if everyone could try to take a breath and listen and not try to take everything in the worst possible light. But I don't, that's not going to happen. You know what? No, you know what? And this is this is this is the problem with the with the the whiny media hates us conservative narrative that's been going on for twenty years. You know, there's there's a great story that's that's that that I, I ran across the other day about LBJ. Okay, there was a conversation that LBJ had with one of his advisors, or he was a member of the Senate. I don't remember which one, and it was following the election, and it was LBJ absolutely going batshit about the media. And how the media didn't give him credit for what he, everything that he had done against Goldwater. And the only reason he won was because Goldwater was so weak and he was only following in Kennedy's footsteps and they don't like me and everybody hates me and men and egg going to eat some worms and, 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 and just angry as hell. You know what the difference between LBJ's conversation and everything that Trump does and frankly, most conservatives these days, when it comes to 90% of the media that doesn't agree with every little thing that they do, is that that was a conversation that happened in private. It was something that he sat down with a friend of his, he vented, let it go, and then he taped it up and he went back out there and he got to work. And that's what, that, that is what leaders do. And that's what the presidency's about. And if he thinks these first few days have been bad, just wait until he starts actually f***ing it up the way that he's been. Because if he can't take it now, then he's got no business being there. And the same thing with all these people that are just whining about how everybody's so mean. If they want to feel good about themselves, turn off CNN and turn on Fox News. Get a little bit of a pick-me-up and go back to town. But at the end of the day, you got a job to do. And all, you ha- all, all they had to do to turn this off was to come out and go, great crowd, had a good day, had a lot of fun. Were there some pictures up? I don't know if it was bigger than Obama's, whatever. You know, we had a lot of people. Everybody's enthusiastic. We're ready to get to work. Moving on. But no, you had to pick a week-long fight about it. Someday, somebody in that room, in the Oval Office, in that group of people is going to have to learn to be a big boy, put on your big boy pants, and do the job. And not just run around pissing on fire hydrants all over the place like they've been doing. And no, I don't have any sympathy for them. I'm sorry if you don't like the way the media has treated you. Welcome to politics. Well, all right. I guess battle battle lines are clearly drawn. Here we go. That's the way it goes. All right. So here's what's been going on for the last last four or five days. Right now, uh, it's been a whole bunch of executive orders and and photo opportunities of Trump signing things in his little book. But some of these have been no big deal. Like, for example, the, the Mexico City gag order, the thing that I and I can't remember exactly what it does, but it, it's the, the abortion law where we, we do something with the U.N. We don't fund it or the U.S. will no longer fund any foreign bodies um, 
that contribute to it, that pay for abortions. Right. Okay. This is a political football and it's gotten kicked. Ben, and again, all the outrage from everybody. Oh no, we're going to restrict women's rights all over the world in America. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? This has been going on back and forth since Reagan. Reagan put this in Clinton rescinded it. Bush W Bush brought it back in. Obama rescinded it. Now Trump brought it back in. This is, this is the way it goes guys. It's, it's a back and forth kind of thing. And this is not anything new that he just did. So that's, that's, you know, that's no, I, I don't, it's not that I don't, it's not that I agree with it. I don't, but it's also not this amazing thing that Trump cooked up in his, his evil brain that he wanted to do. It's a back and forth kind of thing. Um, TPP is gone. Uh, but that's not surprising anybody. Everybody knew that was coming. Uh, he's still dumb. Regular. Still a horrible decision. Right. Uh, so, but, it's, but it's, but it's, no, but it's, I'm, again, I'm not saying it's good, but it's, it's gone. We'll talk about it here in a second. Yeah. Uh, the frozen regulations. Uh, so he's frozen all pending regulations. He's frozen the federal workforce. Uh, he's trying to advance the Dakota, Pi- Dakota access and the Keystone pipelines. Uh, environmental reviews on infrastructure projects, uh, promoting made in the USA stuff. I mean, a lot of this is ticky tacky, you know, not necessarily groundbreaking kind of things. And they're not really orders to actually do things. He's just, you know, because a lot of this is stuff that the president can't do. They can put out executive orders and say, okay, we're going to try to do this or we're going to encourage that. But it's still on Congress to do this right. stuff. Executive you know? memorandums. Well, now yeah, a lot of the stuff he can do, like freezing regulations. I mean, that's all stuff right. that he Free, and freezing. That, the that's within yeah. the yeah, that's within the purview of the federal government, which if Obama it doesn't require to budgetary. The yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't require budgetary and if it like the wall. He can't actually build the wall himself. He can ask for the wall to be built, mm-hmm. put about put out a big, you know, uh, executive order kind of thing saying yes, build the wall. But that doesn't mean it's going to get built. Now he can get Congress started on the wall. Fight. He can get started on the wall with the money that's already in the budget for um, border security. So he can't get any new funds. But he can redirect right. funds that are allocated for border security to the building of a wall. Now, it's not going to be enough to complete it, and he's going to need it more money, but he can get started on it. Yeah. Well, and more importantly are some of the things that, you know, again, that I the, – the, and I don't want to get into a big thing about the wall, but the thing with the wall and a lot of that, but uh, it's not just the wall. It's, it's executive order number 12 that he put out there, uh, you know, because we have had for all the talk about how Obama and big, bad executive orders and Trump's done an awful lot of that the last few days. If he keeps up at this rate, you know, which he won't, but uh, at least I hope not. Um, hiring an additional, you got to build the wall. Okay. So that's expensive. Hire an additional 10,000. Immigration officers, 10,000 people he wants to hire. Federal government's too big, but we want to hire 10,000 people to round up the usual suspects, the immigrants, and bring them in, I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, but I mean, that that just seems all of all of this stuff about it. it, All of these things kind of run contradictory to me with uh, we got to expand vetting and making sure that we're, you know, doing better with that. Well, that's going to take manpower. It's going to take money. And then we're going to expand 
We're going to round up all the, the illegals and get them out. We're going to build the wall. We're going to have border patrol people, more of them all over the place. I mean, this, this costs dollars. This expands government, right? It seems to run contrary to uh, the whole idea of shrinking government, making it more efficient, getting rid of it, small, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? All right. So one, let's make clear. I am, I have been and continue to be against the immigration policies of Donald Trump, right? So I am not, I am not pro wall. Uh, I am not pro increased border patrol. I think we have plenty of border patrol. We already spend more on border patrol than on any of the other FBI, CIA, all these things combined. We spend more on border patrol than any of this stuff, which I disagree with completely. Um, so one, let's be clear on that. But from the argument of expanded government and stuff, right? All the things that you're talking about from the Republican perspective are part of the legitimate reach of the federal government. That's that's that was that's always been the federal government's job to protect our nation. Done. So, yes, they are wanting to expand the government, but they're only wanting to expand the government in what is precisely the federal government's purview. So it's not oh we're being hypocrites and ridiculous. It's not it's not hypocritical. We're expanding exactly what is within the federal government's purview, and we want to be able to afford that by cutting things that are not legitimately within the federal government's purview. Well, I mean that's fair, but it still seems like we're. I, I guess it all comes back to an argument that or a discussion that you and I had a while back, which is that we already spend a tremendous amount of money on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at it and going, okay, we're blowing all this money on this. And apparently, according to a lot of people, it doesn't work. Right. So the response is to just throw more money at it. Correct. Right. And that that and that I don't get whether it's a conservative or a liberal thing. I don't actually care. It's not one of those two things. It still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean the primary way, the primary primary issue with illegal immigration is not people coming running across running across a border. The vast majority of people come to this country illegally. They come through on legal visas, student visas, tourist visas, and then just stay. That's the vast majority. Now, there certainly are people who come across the other way, but the vast majority don't do it that way. And I haven't heard a lot from him about how to address that. I've heard some things about finding the criminals and finding this, but I haven't heard a lot about how specifically we're going to keep better tabs on the people who come into the country legally and preventing them from staying illegally. I haven't heard yeah, a lot see, of that. It's, again, it's that, it's that coffee house mentality. You know, that 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 concerns me is that he actually seems to believe and I'm not I'm not saying that it's an illegitimate thing to believe, but, uh, you know, it's not really been proven to be true that, you know, as though there's this constant stream of like raggedy Mexican people just constantly pouring across the border and overpowering all of our checkpoints and and sneaking past all the officers and it's it like it's something out of a Sergio Leone movie or something. It, it It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like that's the image that is in, 
that's in his head. And th- th- so in order to fix that, we got to build a wall when in fact, you know, again, it's like you're, you, you've, you've got a problem and you're looking left for the solution when the, the solution is actually on the right, you know? Now he does talk a lot about the drug cartels as well. And I, I guess you could make the argument that a wall and increased border security might help with some of the, the drugs coming across. But to me, this doesn't seem to be a severe enough issue for us well, to be aren't they, throwing know, all the they money still, at that. Are all the drugs still coming out of Mexico? A lot of them. I mean, drug cartels are an enormous issue in Mexico. Um, oh, yeah. No, I know and, that. And a lot of, I mean, so yes, a lot of drugs still come across that border. Absolutely. Um, but. I, for me, that's not where my focus would be. And I I have different opinions about the way that we should be dealing with our drug issues and the way we should be handling these things. So, And regardless, you know, he talks about it in his, in his speech, we will reinforce old alliances. Mexico's a pretty solid alliance. A pretty and, old uh, alliance, yeah. Third this, third, lar- third largest trade partner. This, this doesn't seem like we're reinforcing uh, an alliance there. It seems like we're... Uh, kind of destroying that relationship so well and 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 he's taking more steps to that today you know they, he basically said cancel what was it he said today cancel on again on twitter lord uh you know uh cancel the me- canceling a meeting or something that was supposed to happen yeah and, and the mexico president basically flipped him the finger and went back yeah canceled yeah, himself and said all and right on twitter as well uh that's now how we correspond so hooray twitter diplomacy again thanks china Twitter's jazzed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Good God. I can't even get on it anymore. It just makes me mad. Um, so, I mean, the I want to talk I do want to talk a little bit about these quote gag orders that have been put out there. Uh, that that are they're refer they're the the liberal media at least is referring to them as as gag orders. So, uh, and and this is this is basically what's going on is that in a lot of cases now they are uh, there has been some pr- some proven documentation that the that there are tweets from various departments again freaking Twitter what the, that they've gone through and they're deleting cli- pro climate change tweets off Twitter accounts that's happening at least in some cases but at the same time. All these departments that have been told to, quote, not talk to the media and the liberals are all up in arms about it. And, oh, they're, he's he's locking down the federal government. And it's a really scary, terrible time out there right now because he's put us all on. He's hit the mute button on all the departments. If uh, again, if you read the entire thing, because I know you assume I never do they if you read the entire thing, they basically all of those statements say that they've. They've stopped allowing everybody to talk to the media until new, while new leadership gets settled. Okay, this is business as usual to me. Meet the new boss. New boss has got to get settled. Nobody talks until we know what's going on. Seems pretty standard procedure to me because we've got a whole bunch of new people going in and running departments, and they're all trying to get acclimated, so everybody shut up while we figure out what's going on. Right? Yeah, and, I, and again, it's just portrayed as sinisterly as possible. Um, you know, as, as certainly in the headlines and in the first couple of paragraphs of things, and then they throw in the little disclaimers near the end, um, which most people don't get through to reading. Um, disclaimers like the fact that Obama was one of the like 
he was one of the strictest that's ever been as far as about making sure people people weren't talking to the media. I mean, he was big on that. Um, he even had a little bit of an antistic, antagonistic relationship with the media for a while. Um, uh, and I mean, my favorite, my favorite gag order one was, you know, the outraged headline about the Badlands Twitter account, um, National Park Twitter account that was, you know, posts, posts that were they deleted. Were, they, yeah, and but, the Park Service official comes out saying that, well, no, they were tweeted because they were erased because they were tweeted by someone who no longer worked there and was not allowed to be making tweets. So, well, the, some their, of the bad so ones, account, they, they were deliberately they were deliberately trolling Trump. You know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, and so, yeah, it, again, it's just portraying things as sinisterly as possible. And for me, that just blows out of the water because there are legitimate complaints. There are legitimate concerns. There are legitimate issues. But when you blast into hyperbole and portraying everything as bad as possible, you lose focus on the things that are legitimate. And that's my big issue with it because I I have issues with some of the things that Trump has done. I have issues with a lot of the things that Republicans have done. But when it just starts getting blasted and and portrayed in the horrendous ways I, I then I get I then you lose me and I and I stop and I end up on the I end up I end up defending when really I'm I'm right there with you on a lot of the stuff well but then why not because and the, I don't mean you is, you I mean like why you th- <laughs> <laughs> But why don't, but I guess my, I guess my problem with that tech is, is that why, because, okay, yeah, the liberal, a lot of the liberal media out there, which there is liberal media, but I don't mean that all the media is liberal, which is, which is, which is the dumb thing that, that a lot of people get trapped into, uh, is that there, there is liberal media. There's also conservative media, namely Fox, uh, that is, is just as guilty of hyperbole. And, uh, and just as, and they have been pushing the same sort the the conservative media has been pushing the same sort of hyperbole on Obama constantly. Absolutely. For eight years. And I blasted them for it and, and read mostly quote unquote liberal media because I couldn't stand reading the, the, the right media. Um, and I'm just heartbroken that when the shoe's on the other foot, the other team is doing the exact goddamn thing. Well, but but that's but now you're making making it out to be as though because there are people in any media that criticizes Trump is therefore liberal. Media. Not not just criticize, not just criticize, not just point out this is an issue, that is an issue. It's I mean it's it's headline media and everyone has been guilty of it. Absolutely, everyone is guilty of it. Liberal, conservative, whatever. It's just enormously frustrating that it's, but that's, but that's to me, that's when, but see, the thing about it is, is that you didn't see Obama because believe me, if Obama wanted to go off on, on everything that Bill O'Reilly said about him, that was mean, he could have done it and he could have done it on a daily basis, but you never saw him crack Agreed. that kind of thing. Obama handled stuff with nothing but class. And honestly, you Absolutely. never saw Bush really. Bush could have gone crazy over everything that Salon said, or Rolling Stone, or the New York Times, Agreed. or the Washington Post, or any of that. You never saw Bush do that. Agreed. Absolutely. And the way and that- that's my problem with all of this. If they didn't get drawn into these arguments, 
because they allow themselves to get drawn into it, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem. Agreed. And, and sometimes, and sometimes they even start it. Absolutely. They, they, sometimes the Trump definitely with the Twitter will start the antagonizing and he'll, he'll start the, the anger and the hostility. Absolutely. And it's an enormous issue. I, I'm, Pretty much certain when we talked about what are, you know, when I was highlighting positive things about having Trump in there and positive things about the conservatives having control of the government, you asked me what I was afraid of. And it was exactly this. This was what I was afraid of, is that his the, the temper that he displayed during the campaign would continue over into his presidency. And so far it has. And it's very disappointing. Yeah. And if anything, I mean, I don't, well, no, I don't know that I'm going to say it's gotten worse, but, but it, okay. So I got one more, one more line thing that, that came out that, uh, I had a really good quote from Steve Bannon that was really horrible, but I'm not going to use it. So, but I do want to talk about this, this thing with Chicago and sending in the feds. What is that? Did you, did you see this? The, the, his, Chicago murder rate record setting. If mayor can't do it, he must ask for federal help. Correct. Well, uh, what? I, I mean, and, and again, if Chicago doesn't fix the horrible carnage going on, I will send in the feds. What, what, what you mean by that one? I mean, that's, do you mean that? What, what is this policy now? You're going to send in the national guard or I, what good is the national guard going to do? How is that going to help anything? You got to be kidding me! All right, again, Tim. Don't there, talk to there, me about there, don't there's... don't give me don't give me misquoting. I just read you a tweet. No, no, no. That's exactly what he right. said. Right. Send in the fa- okay. All right. Absolutely right. So you can take this one of two ways. You can look at this quote, and you can take it in the very sinister route of is he's talking about martial law. He's going to send in the army into a city and take it over, or you can take it in the exact same way that Obama did. When all this stuff happened with Ferguson, all these police shootings, what did Obama do? Sent in the feds. He investigated. He looked into it and needed to. When African-Americans weren't being allowed into Little Rock High School, what did they do? They sent in the feds and they enforced and made sure that this was done properly. So hopefully what he's talking about is doing the same thing Obama did. You know, look, if these things are happening, we're going to send in the FBI to assist and help. Well, but and that's see, the way that's I prefer not, to look at I'm it. I'm not, I'm not immediately going to a sinister place. I'm going to, if you're thinking about doing that, then sit in the Oval Office and think about doing that. That's fine. If you want to try to draw up a plan and say, you know what, I'm going to send this to mayor Emanuel and see if there's anything we can do to help. That's, that's fine. Maybe we do need to investigate some stuff or look around or whatever, but jumping out of send in the feds that just immediately leaves you open to people asking questions like that because people are going to go in that direction. I can only imagine what Sean Hannity's response would have been had Obama put out a tweet like that. Outrage. Undoubtedly, uh huh. Shocking because they big would have a, Obama threatens to send National Guard to Chicago. And, big headline on Fox News. And that the right would have taken everything Obama did. Would have taken it in the most sinister way as possible, as they always did, and they were wrong to do. And 
should should Trump send out tweets like that? Absolutely not. He should not opening himself. He should not do these things. If you tweet, it's not appropriate. It's the wrong way to do it. You shouldn't. Done. But but I'm not willing to stay here and say that. Oh, it's horrible. This is all these guys. Like I I don't think that's the the direction he's headed. I don't think that's lead the conversation off with. I'm sure he's going to do this. I led this off with like, what's that mean? What do you think? That's 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 what I was trying to say. Well, that's what I. Although think. he was he was kind enough to follow up that tweet with a very nice congratulatory note for Fox News on their high ratings, and how they were much better than fake CNN. <clears throat> so, moving now, on. Now, in fairness to Fox, they called bullshit on the whole inauguration thing as well. Oh yeah, they did. Chris Wallace was great. Did you see Chris Wallace? I did. I that, just read a, an article. <laughs> Put that picture up again. Put it back up. Put it back up. Look at that. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, moving on. We're gonna we're just gonna scrap everything else we're gonna talk about, and we're gonna dive in and talk about some stuff that because we're men, maybe we shouldn't, but we're gonna do it anyway. So if any of our female friends out there are angry at us after this conversation is over with, I I I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Tim, but I get it. So it's it's okay. You can be mad at us. Um, but so apart from the inauguration, you may have heard there was a March on Washington this weekend, uh, for women's rights. So, uh, I just give me some initial thoughts. What initially, what'd you think? Let's leave the celebrities out of it for now. Cause I don't even want to get into that. Just in general. Was this, I mean, was it, was oh, it, did you think I this mean, was just, a good thing? Did you think initial? it was effective? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Man, any any time a group of people marches for their rights and you know declares solidarity and is is pushing for um, equal rights for women, I mean, this is nothing. This this can't be anything but good, right? So I mean, that's that's great. Uh, there are yeah, yeah there clearly. are some severe issues in our country from the pay gap to rape culture to all all of these things that I mean it is essential that women unite and come together and stand up for themselves. Um, and I get, you know, like, like, like we've, like I've said, like I, Donald Trump is a racist, uh, uh, stretch. I feel like, at least if you're speaking about African-Americans, um, he said some pretty offensive stuff about women. So I, obviously, I mean, his go-to person, Kellyanne Conway is a woman. So obviously like he, he can't really be sexist. I don't think, but, but the I think stuff he can be misogynistic. I think he can be pretty misogynistic. Like, yeah, like I so I get it. Like you have this president now who has said some icky stuff. So hey, yep, establish yourself. We're here. Great, awesome. Snaps to all the women who participated. Yeah, and that's that's kind of you know I read a lot of really you know I I I, I don't think we're gonna get to something cool tonight mostly because I I didn't you know I forgot to look something up and it was my turn and I'm a bad man but. You know, I read a lot of really great stories from people who uh, took their kids, husbands who were there supporting their wives, you know, and just there to do the basic and, you know, just there to march as a as a matter of solidarity, which is phenomenal. And it was it was really, really cool to see. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of this got overshadowed by a bunch of extra crap that went on on the side. 
Now, a lot of the, I, I don't even necessarily want to get too far into the partisan responses because they were pretty standard. Trump sort of blew it off. Uh, his people sort of blew it off. You know, Trump literally, I think, asked, where were these people in November? Well, you know what? Just because they showed up at the march doesn't mean they forgot to vote, Don. You know, well, he also, a lot of them probably did. He also posted um, like a, basically the same thing I said, like, yay for the protesters. That was sort of after the fact, though. He made a few not terribly. Okay. Well, he did. Po- he did say what it, he did say. That. He did eventually come out and say something along those lines. Yeah. But then you had, you know, Rudy Giuliani saying typical Rudy Giuliani things and Kellyanne Conway literally saying, what are they complaining about? And, uh, you know, just a lot of but I mean, a lot of that sort of standard. So whatever. Um, but OK, so the, this the interesting argument I thought to come out of this was this idea uh, of pro-life feminism. And whether or not pro being pro-choice is a core feminist ideal that if you, you can't be a feminist, if you're not pro-choice and even though we're dudes with somewhat differing views on abortion, why, you know, what the hell let's, let's, let's dive in here a little bit. Some of this to me was a little bit overblown on both sides. Because on one hand, you had a pro-life organization who initially sponsored, agreed to sponsor part of this that was asked to withdraw because they were pro-life. And a lot of pro-life people got sort of up in arms about that. And then on the other hand, you had a lot of people running around the, that getting all up in arms about how they were assaulted and everybody was mean to them when they were running around with like baby killer signs. So you've got antagonistic crap and then you get mad when people are antagonized by your antagonized antagonistic crap. That was sort of a stupid back and forth. I, I am bothered by the idea that you can't be feminist if you're not pro-choice. I assume you are too. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, I, you know, I, 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 if, if I had, I, I don't consider myself pro-choice. I don't consider myself pro-life either because I frankly don't like either movement, but I would happily have gone to Washington had I had the time. And I never saw anywhere where anybody said pro-life women are not allowed to come to this rally. I, I did not see that. I saw the sponsorship thing, but I didn't see anything saying no pro-life women are not allowed. You're, 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 you're invited, but your friend can't come kind of stuff. Right. Did you? And, and I mean, did any of your pro-life friends, were they upset about this? I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. What, did you hear anything along those lines or you pay more attention on Facebook than I do? Yeah. Uh, it, it was frustrating. It's, it, it's frustrating for us. Um, and there was definitely, you know, there was definitely the, you know, you're not well, you know, the sponsorship thing makes it pretty clear, you know, you're not welcome. Um, and then, and that's it because they didn't have, it wasn't, they, they didn't have hashtag baby killer signs, at least from the, the one, the, the, the large group that I know that went, which was students for life. Um, not, well, there were some. There were a number of smaller groups that I saw pictures of that had hashtag baby killer signs too. Okay. I'm sorry, they were there. Okay, maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, but but it, it's it's a difficult thing because 
Like, I would have loved to go to the march here in Lexington, right? Almost all my friends did. Um, but I don't want to march right next to someone making chants about my body, my choice, right? So I, I can't go and appear to be on the same side of that. So I, I'm going to have to carry some form of sign that says, you know, like that's declaring myself both pro women's rights. And that also means I'm pro life, something along those lines and hopefully not into antagonistic language. Um, and I, I don't, well, but think why? People why can't, would why, be happy why, about why that. does, why do you have to bring that into it? I guess right, why, why does it, why people, did they have to be carrying pro choice signs? Uh, if they jumped off a bridge, would you, but that's the problem. I can't, if I'm marching, right. I go and I march. And that's a major thing that they're pushing that makes it appear like I'm supporting that. Right, but that's not and the I'm only not. thing that they're pushing. Right, but, there's but all that's of a big, these other great a, things. Right, that there's they're all looking. these other great things, but that's a major issue for a lot of people. That that's the thing that they're wanting to make sure gets protected. But see, but by making it that by by placing the statement in that context, I know it's a major thing. But that you make it the only thing, right? They make it the only thing, correct? No, but you do too. No, see, no, because I'm, perfect, off I'm perfectly willing. I would love to go march in a women's rights march. Just leave that part out of it. Just leave it out. Well, but that, so they're not allowed because they that because there's this one thing that makes you uncomfortable. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Because it's an aspect of feminism to them. It may not be for you. So it's not okay for you to just wear a black shirt with a pink ribbon. Or wear, I mean, you got a lot of pink shirts, wear a pink but shirt. But why, why can't I carry, rights. why can't all. I bring my pro-life sign? Why not? As long as it's not some sort of antagonistic baby killer sign, why can't I bring that? I, I mean, no one's stopping you. Well, but actually, I mean, at the same time, if you don't want to get, if you don't want to, if you don't want to get into an argument about that, why do you have to make it clear that you're not supporting the abortion side of it? Make it clear that you're supporting everything else. Why can't you just go and say, you know what? I'm here to and just don't, don't mention abortion. Don't talk about it. Why were you at that rally? You know what? I believe in equal pay for women. Because I'm not, and I'm there going, and I'm there to push, I, I'm there to push equal pay for women. And if somebody asks you, Okay, well, but they were pro-choice. You know what? You know what? I know they were pro-choice, but they weren't exclusively pro-choice, and I'm there to support women's rights. Because they made it clear, but I agree with them on all this other stuff. Because they made it clear that they wanted to be exclusively pro-choice. They made it clear that that was a pro-choice march. I, I, I don't, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's that clear clear cut. They did. I'm not saying that they should have made it clear, but I don't think that I, I think that responding to it by just not going. Uh, is 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 a shame. Well, a lot of people responded by going, but also having their pro-life signs. Well, I mean, if you don't want to get involved in the pro-life side, pro-life, pro-choice side of things, or if you, you know, if you just agree to disagree and go and say, you know what, I'm supporting all of these other things. I don't know. I think it's the bottom line that I think is honestly, I think both sides need to back the hell off. Okay. Because the fact of the matter is, is that it shouldn't matter that pro-life and pro-choice, this is, an, this is a hard sort of thing. But you know what? Y'all got nine out of ten things that you really agree on. And that should be enough to kind of stand up together and go, you know what? 
we got this one thing that's really contentious and we don't agree on this, but we got all this other stuff. We're here to stand up in front of our, our pretty blatantly misogynistic president and say, we're not going anywhere. We believe in, in these things that are important to women and we all agree on it. And that's the end of it. And that would be a better show of solidarity than this pissing match over this issue that is not going to get resolved. It's just not. Not if people keep turning things into these ridiculous absolutes like this. It's not going to work. And it doesn't do anything to further the cause of dealing with of, of getting rape culture out there, of making sure that women have proper health care, leaving abortion out of it, that there's uh, good maternity leave, hell, good paternity leave, family leave for everybody, especially women, though. And uh, and also and equal pay and all these other things that are important are just getting lost because of this one issue. I completely and it's, and agree. It's sad. Yes, it is. And if they and if and if it had been a matter of that, like you know, you go to the march and oh, there happens to be some people there with pro-choice signs. Hey, that, that's one thing, right? But that's not the case. It was made clear that the march itself was directed towards being a pro-choice march by the people leading the march. So it, that but made it different. that's not the only thing that It's not the only for. thing that matters. Absolutely. It's not I the am, only thing people were marching for, and we should all be there together, all marching for women's rights. Absolutely. And it wouldn't have been also, an issue, but, but they, you, made, they made it the issue. We, were, we, we went in. Our, one of our groups was a sponsor. This is great. We want to sponsor this. No, thank you. We don't want you. But just because they didn't sponsor it, I mean, again, but that can't be your response. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I somewhere in again, somewhere in there, somebody's got to stand up and just be the bigger person. And the, I, I still think the way to handle it, if that was the way the pro-choice movement was going to respond, then I, it would have been better for the pro-life movement to just go. You know what? Well, you know, we're not going to bring signs. We're not going to bring pro-life. Why don't we get, we don't get to bring, we don't, uh, no, I I think that's crazy. I I think of course we get to bring signs. Now, so we we have to, we have to negotiate. We can't march on this together. You have to, you don't need to have antagonistic signs, but you can have signs that simply state, uh, you know, feminism equals pro-life, you know, like you can have non antagonistic signs like that. Why can't you just leave it out of the argument? Because they Why can't you just not talk about because it? Because they Why can't did. you be the person? Because you they can't did. do it. You cannot be the person that won't talk about it. You can't. I cannot be the person who goes to a march that is specifically pushing an agenda that I desperately disagree with without making it clear that I am not for that aspect. No, I cannot. And that's not weird. That's, that's not strange. No, but it is no, but it, if no, you were but it marching is a with a you would never go march with a group that was pushing some group that was, that had all these things that you agree with and you thought were absolutely great. And then thrown in there was some sort of was like some sort of anti-Jewish platform. And that was a major platform of theirs, but they had a lot of other stuff that was really good. You wouldn't then go and March just to be in solidarity with them for all the other causes. Without making clear that I'm not also anti-Jew. That's not, I'm not part of that. If I was given a good, no, if it, look, I, if I was given a good enough reason to be at a Republican event 
And if I agreed with the Republican Party on 90% of what they did, and they were still pushing a pro-life agenda, I would probably still go to that event and be like, you know what? I, I can't be with you guys on this on the pro-life thing, but I'm here with you on everything else. Let's stand up and work on this. Yes, I would find a way to do that. I, I, I don't know that you can find anything that's quite like this and say that there's this one issue that you can't just agree to disagree on. And I, and I don't, and I don't understand it. I'm I'm never going to understand it. I would have gone and stood next to pro-life and pro-choice people alike. It wouldn't have mattered if this was a feminist event, but there were a bunch of people shouting pro-life stuff. I'd have gone. If it was a feminist event and there were a whole bunch of people shouting pro-choice stuff, I would have gone. Now there wasn't one. If there was one in Raleigh, I missed it, but you know, it, I, I, I don't know. Somewhere in there, I think somebody's got to be willing to, to, uh, happy to be, look, happy to be the bigger person. And what you're not, you want to take a sign in. You can't go without your sign. sign You have to have your sign is for me because you have to have your sign. That's what feminism is for me. That is a major aspect of being a feminist is being pro-life. That's a major aspect of it. And there is nothing wrong with me wanting to have a sign proclaiming that. There is nothing wrong with me wanting to bring my sign saying it the same way that they want to bring their sign about being pro-choice. Great. You're pro-choice. I'm pro-life. We're all feminists. Awesome. Let's move forward. Why can't you take your equal pay for equal women sign and call it a day? Why can't I have both? I'll carry both signs for you. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not being a lower person. I am being the bigger person. I'm going to a march that they made clear was pro-choice, but I'm still going because I support women's rights. I am being the bigger person. Mm, we're never going to. We're, we're, we've been uh, at this for 10 minutes. We're not getting anywhere. Well, the, one, the, one, the only other thing I want to talk about with regard to the march is, is this. Because what really bugs me about this is, is that nobody, nobody even, even the pro-life, pro-choice thing, that got a lot of play in the media in the uh in the media for on on the the left because the left was indignant about the people on the right and in the right media in the conservative media because they were indignant about the people on the left so and then really in the 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 mainstream media really didn't talk a lot about that kind of thing but what the mainstream media did talk about was all the celebrities that decided to show up so what what is the point of these people being at these things because this, the, the, the thing that bugs me about it is that you got this great march and all these people showing up for this thing and it's great and a lot of really cool stories about it. But what we got out of it was Madonna threatened to blow up the White House or, you know, Scarlett showed up without her wedding ring on and admitted she went to Planned Parenthood at 15 and Ashley Judd gave a big loud speech and look at what Winona responded and... And, uh, you know, uh, John Voigt thinks Madonna's a traitor and Newt Gingrich thinks Madonna needs to be arrested and blah, 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 blah. And nobody's actually focusing on women's issues. We know what Winona thinks about what Ashley said, but nobody's focused on any, on equal pay or rape culture. So what what are these what do these people actually bring to the table what do they think is going to happen all this anger that they go in and stir up just doesn't do any good right i mean well i mean i, I think in, in fairness to celebrities i mean we put a lot of pressure on them to 
use the power that they have and to use the podium that they have for good. Um, you know, no one's hating on Matt Damon for trying to get people clean water. You know, I mean, this is an enormous good. And sometimes the bad comes along with it. Um, cause maybe they say something stupid or they do something stupid or it distracts somehow. Sure. Um, but, but I think in general, it's, it's, a, it's a good when, when these people try to use their, their, use their power and use their, their, their podium to, to make a difference. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. It is know? definitely because a double-edged I, sword, but I, I think that you know? the only thing you can do is to and invite them to, to use their, their power for good. Um, I, I, as ridiculous as that sounds, you know, because, because <laughs> we make, right. I mean, we, I, we make you know. enormous amount, you know, we get, we get so angry at celebrities who just spend their money and have a good time and play around and, and, we get furious with them, right, for the example that they set and that sort of, you know, so, all right, these people turn around, they're trying to stand up for someone they believe in. Hey, great. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're trying. Maybe next time don't talk about blowing up the White House. There we go. Yeah, it you know it, it is it, it it does make me feel good that Madonna and Newt are fighting again because it's it, it's it's nice to have the '90s brought back so clearly. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's lots of fun that way. So here's an interesting though. I, I don't know if anybody's because I haven't actually read anything about this, but so because I made this may play into the double standard. I don't know. But, you know, four years ago, I don't know if you remember, Ted Nugent said uh, something to the effect of if Obama wins the White House, then I will be either dead or in jail. Uh, and this prompted the Secret Service to go talk to him. You remember that? Uh huh. Yeah. So okay. Well, Madonna made cracks in public at a speech about blowing up the White House. I haven't heard the secret of the Secret Service going and paying her a visit. Uh, is it double standard in that, or is it just that everybody knows Ted Nugent's got lots of guns? So maybe we need to just clarify that one. <laughs> Nobody really sees Madonna doing anything about it. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're reading this piece <laughs> in the full context. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was an interesting comment. Because I mean, what I mean is what she said wasn't a right. I mean, she was just correct me if I'm wrong, but basically just saying, "Hey, look, I was angry too. You know, I woke up in the morning wanting to blow up the White House. You know, like I, I again yeah. contextually is pretty hard. Uh, again, let's not take everything as sinisterly as possible. Um, yeah, you know. So, which hopefully the well, Secret Service is better at than we are. Well, in 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 theory, yeah. So. Well, before we, it sounds like we might be moving off to March. So I do want to highlight something, and it is sort of hearkening back to the whole pro-life thing. But, and, and it harkens to the whole media thing and just everything. And an enormous frustration for pro-lifers is the fact that we march every year. And we have hundreds of thousands of people at those marches every year. And it gets zero coverage. You would never know that it was happening. And suddenly yeah, now, every year, suddenly now, everyone's going to know because Mike Pence is speaking at it. Trump has been tweeting about it. And now hopefully it will finally get some coverage. So that, that, that's so not, and that, that played into our frustration with the women's March is that not only did we feel like we got shunted from it, but also the media covered this nonstop. When they ignore our march 
that we do every year that draws on occasions equal numbers. Yeah, but you you're missing the key point in that. I mean, I okay, fine. Be grumpy, but I mean, it that march happens every year. And it's a bunch of people it's a bunch of people marching for life. A lot of people march in Washington every day, frankly. In most cases, they don't get that kind of press coverage. This one got press coverage because it was in direct response to a very unpopular president the day after the inauguration. That, to my knowledge, has never happened. And so, because it was an extraordinarily unique event in that respect, that's why it got the press coverage. I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's like it's a ratings thing, dog. I mean, you know, the pro-life marches, they happen every single year in Washington. They have a lot of people and it's great, but it's not news anymore. The pro-lifers are marching. Okay. Uh, it's coming up on Super Bowl too. What else you got? You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's just not a story. Sorry, but that's media. That's, that's the way it works. Does Fox News cover it uh, cover to cover every year? I don't know. I've been I pay pretty close attention to Fox News, believe it or not. Uh, I don't believe anything they say, but I do read them. I don't I don't remember seeing. I mean, there's an article saying the march is happening, but I mean, it's not like it's, you know, taken over the network. I'm sure it will this year because I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Trump and pencil and everybody will be there. You know, and there probably will be more coverage this year because I'm sure the president and the vice president will have direct involvement. For the last eight years, you've had a pro-choice president. What do you think he was going to show up? Apologies for my not thinking cynically enough about the media. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the way it works. Come on. I mean, it, it's not a matter of being cynical. That's just, that's life, you know? I mean. No, I know, I'm, I I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there isn't a equal thing on the left that I can point to because no other group on the left draws that kind of numbers consistently every year for a march. Um, Why with the inferiority complex? I swear. It's a big, no, because, well, because exactly. I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened. The pro-choice March goes, gets enormous coverage. We go every year, same sort of numbers. We don't get the coverage and it's frustrating. It's just frustrating. That's all there is to it. But again, that's not this. This was a once in a four. It, it, nothing like that march had ever happened in this generation. Nothing quite like that had really gone on. It was a completely different thing. It's 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 not an apples to apples comparison, man. It's just not. No, I'm I'm sure you're right that it's old news and therefore gets ignored. But you know it. I I, look, look, I would little, hope that we would like, be indignant about if you know. It's it's it, a little like why I thought Trump was 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 a little a, a little jumping the gun by actually getting upset at all over the numbers that that he pulled in uh, uh, at the inauguration. The numbers he pulled were perfectly good. Obama's inauguration was a once in a it, it had never ever happened before. We had never inaugurated a black man. So, of course, that was going to get massive ratings, massive coverage, big deal. This time, we inaugurated a white guy. We've done that before. Really wasn't all that big a deal. 
and he still pulled really good numbers. So it's really nothing to be ashamed of, but it's just not this transformational once in a generation thing. And it's kind of the same thing with this. I mean, you guys get a lot of people showing up. It's, it is a big deal, but it, it happens every year. And it's just, I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't, you know, and this other thing was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Well, if people were marching every year for women's rights and it was getting ignored, I would be furious about that too. So I'm going to be furious about this one. Okay. All right. Well, that, that is, that, that is, that is all we have. We had to do a big show tonight because, you know, we had a lot happen. So we, we, you have a big, long thing that you've sat through and we certainly appreciate it. Have you anything else to add, my friend? I do not. All right. Outstanding. Well, we are done. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check us out on Twitter. I'm at Libcom Matt. Tim is at Libcom Tim. Uh, have an outstanding week, and we'll talk to you soon.